Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi, Rabbi B, your healer and guide on the journey of life. In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing, from Kabbalah and the healing of your soul to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past, from ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit to modern tools to live your life. The Soul Center Podcast will empower you on your journey to heal yourself, discover your soul purpose, and live a soul-centered life. And now, on to the podcast. So welcome everybody to the Soul Centered Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a long time since we've done a shared podcast. I think a, a two or three months. At least two or three months. Um, Arielle has done her podcast with um, some interviews and I've done a bunch of podcasts on my own. But we set out to do this together and we are coming back together. So yeah. don't worry, we're still happily married. We're still here. We're um, still here. We had some sidesteps, which we're going to talk about on another podcast. But um, we both, almost all of us got COVID in our house. That was and fun. That, that was, was not fun. Was and not then fun. Um, we went away for a couple of vacations, which was fun. It was fun. The RV, we can talk to you about that today. Is that, is that something fun for you? It is fun. I love I love our RV. It was definitely a, an adventure. Challenge. Minus twelve degrees. Right. Uh, black tank froze up, and uh, I don't know was, if anybody knows what the black tank is. Black tank is where the poo poo goes, <laughs> and uh, became a poopsicle. So minus twelve degrees. That's what they call it out on the road. But learning, just learning. Yes. So yeah. now we're back, and we want to talk about kind of where we've been and get more into that, and then also talk to you about where we're going in twenty twenty two and some of the exciting ideas, programs, and thoughts we have for 2022. Let's do it. All right. After you, Elton. <laughs> He's saying that my, my jacket looks like Elton John, but I got this jacket from a client. It is beautiful. And I love it. So uh, let's go backwards before we go forwards, because that's really what I do with my work, is going backwards before forwards. So on a different podcast, we'll talk about um, the lessons of COVID, you know, where at the time, it's so funny, we only had it, we had it around Thanksgiving. At the time we had it, it wasn't as common. <laughs> well, I mean, enough. quote unquote, because now everybody has it. Yeah, welcome to the club. Welcome, welcome on in. So we, we, we kind of went under, down under, and we are, as I said, coming back for air, coming back up for air. And um, yeah, so where should we go? All right. Well, um, that's this is not a COVID podcast. That's the next one. That's the next one. This one is really not only did we disappear because of um, life's complexities and um, all of the stuff of living, good and bad, but also because we we took a pause. Um, I think both of us reevaluating the work we're doing, drilling down, getting focused. Um, I've been doing a lot of talking to clients around the importance of saying no. My friend Michael Feiner and I started this new podcast, Money and Soul, and our most recent um, conversation, we talked about New Year's resolutions. And I just had had two or three conversations this week about 
helping people make New Year's resolutions by deciding what they're not going to put on their list. Mm -hmm. Because if you put too many resolutions on your list, whether they're formal resolutions or if you're just talking about prioritizing your day or your, your life, if everything, I've said this to you many times, if everything is number one, then nothing's number one. And you can only have so much time. Do you want to get into our marital issues? <laughs> you only have so much time to um, allocate, resources to allocate in this lifetime. So you got to be very discerning and conscious about what gets on the list. And sometimes it's about what gets on the list, New Year's resolutions. But I think more importantly is what doesn't go on the list. And we've been deciding, you know, both as soul-centered and a shared um enterprise but also individually in our in our respective practices what's not on our list maybe that's a good place to start yeah i mean i'll just go a little farther and say that i've been working a lot with um chronos time versus kairos time and chronos comes from the word chronological and what you're saying reminded me of this idea that you know when we make resolutions and we decide we're going to do something or not do something we often look at how much time do i have how much time can I cram in to an eight-hour, you know, an eight-hour workday, twelve-hour workday, whatever it is? How much time? And I think the idea of letting go of this pushing and moving really fast and starting a more of a slow-paced living is is part of the the resolutions that you and I are going through. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that I've been really working with since I got COVID is the idea of Kairos time. And Kairos is this idea that we live in the divine timing of everything. So we pull, so you want to like, you know, when you say resolutions, what you don't want to do, what we don't want to do is fill every moment. What we don't want to do is, is control, right? I think a lot of us and I, and the two of us also, we have this idea that if we just controlled everything, we would have we would, we would be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. And what we learned um, is, and that's kind of the lear- you know, blessings of COVID, I guess, is to pull back and say, what's, what, how can we include the divine in here? And that causes you to really take the things off your list. It's also getting into, I just had this conversation with somebody who's like 56. He's leaving. He's, he's done everything he wanted to professionally. And he wants to transition into what's next. We were talking about, I, I refuse to use the word retirement. I think it's one of the worst words ever. I've never met anybody who wants to retire. I've met people who want to stop doing what they're currently doing and start doing something new. We don't have that word. But one of the things we talked about, and I didn't use these terms you're using, is he wants to shift from Kronos to Kairos, which is linear time. This is my day. This is what I got to do. Check the box. March forward. Get there to Kairos, which is to be present in a new way, mm-hmm. to relate to himself, to his spouse, to his family, to his work. And it may not be paid work or maybe paid in a different way, but in a different way, to show up in his life in a different way. And it isn't that one is better or worse. It's doing the right time at the right place. Right. And where he's been in this part of his life has been chronos time, chronological linear lots of responsibilities now he wants to try kairos and it's scary to him mm-hmm. to make that shift because it's all he he's known but as we're moving into it i can see he's opening up and yet i guess my point was he still goes back to chronos ways of being because that's what he knows and he starts applying that to his new life so he was just in 
Um, and we'll, we'll say Aruba because I don't want to necessarily give away details of who he is. Um, he was in Aruba for two or three weeks where they have a home. And he was recreating his old life in his new life. And there was frustration from his partner and from himself. And we had to help him re- reimagine himself. Right. Let go of the old and embrace the new and not say one is better or worse, but they're different. Right. I think that one of the things that I've been intuiting for this year, for this coming year, is the deepening of our relationships. Well, ours (laughs) and yours. Um, The deepening of our relationships. And that's the idea. Like, you know, I think I hear your story and I think about how... As your client shifts into this more Kairos living, it doesn't. It, it allows us to see the other person as a human being, as a soul, as someone you love, versus fitting someone into your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got annoyed with me when we were on our Never. vacation. <laughs> he, we could laugh the whole time. You got frustrated with me because I was on my phone. Yeah. And you That's said, "But I'm right here." What? That's Kronos. Yeah. I was I was literally like not present. I mean, I will admit it. I was on my phone and I wasn't, I just, I was anxious about something. I was fearful and I wasn't dealing with it. So I just stuck my head in my phone and you called it, you called it, you called me on it. And so from that discussion that we had, I've really been looking into like the deepening of relationships by seeing the other person as a soul and as someone you love instead of, you know, I mean, she, you and I talk all the time. Can you take our kid here? Can you pick up carpal here? Can you? We do a lot of that. But I also feel like lately we've done a lot more of just like seeing each other and appreciating each other. So that's the energy of the world that I'm not getting, not just with the two of us, but with with people in general that I think the world is just so tired. We're just so tired of living in this, this uh, like, social media, fast-paced life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's coming up for 2022 is to release some of that social media. Like I have been, I, I post on Facebook, but I, I have now stopped scrolling. And it's a really, it's been the best thing that I've ever done. And I know you're not really on that anymore, but um, really just releasing the time that's wasted. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're pivoting on this um, podcast and we're going to talk more about time the nature of time as it relates to new year and setting goals and being new ways of being in this new year, because that's the vibe of this podcast. And it's great. Um, and I was talking to this, this gentleman, my client who said a lot of it for him came up because of his mortality. He's, you know, he's at an age now where for the first time in his life, he's really contemplating his mortality and he realized time is finite. Mm-hmm. Like this time, like being here in chronological time is finite. And how does he want to spend the rest of his time here? Whatever that means. And I feel like that that's what we're what we did on vacation. That's why we go. People go on vacation is to disrupt time, get out of our usual routines, because as you described, and it's true, so much of our day like yours is, OK, pick up the kids, do the laundry, check, 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 check. And you're just you get into this this routine. Yeah, but you just get into this like rhythm, this routine. A teacher of mine, I think it was Earl Nightingale, once said, routine is a rut. And a rut is simply a grave with both ends knocked out. Mm. And it can easily degenerate into this, I'm no longer present. I'm just going through time 
on autopilot. Right. And so we pull out, and whether you went on vacation to Aruba or on an, in an RV or stayed at home, I think that's the beauty and the blessing of a new year. Because nothing really is new. It's, it's kind of fictitious. Mm -hmm. But I think we need these moments to stop, to look at our mortality, to realize there will come a tw you know, 2023, 53, 83, 93. We won't even be here forever. And we have these opportunities to stop and go, okay, but I am here. And if I am here, am I really here? Right. And what's this year going to look like if that's where I want to be and what I want to be doing? Right. And I think we can talk about personally what that will look like in Soul Center. But I think for all of us in general, I think what we're, I, I had this like phrase in my head for a couple of months now. It's like, how can we live heaven on earth? And to me, and the reading that I've been doing, living living as as if you're you know, heaven on earth means really, really diving into that present moment and really looking at life in a, in a different way instead of that chronological, yes, we still need to pay the bills and take the kids to school and um, all that. So we have to, we, all of us, collectively have to find a way to still do the stuff of life and yet infuse it with more meaning, infuse it with more presence. And I think that as we are um, on this path, we are, I mean, we could have a whole conversation on the RV, right? Like the RV it, for us has, the idea of the RV has always been that it is a way for us to, to live in Kairos time, to be in nature more than a house, to like really be outside, to hike, to be around just like the breath, right? We breathe easier. Um, but there's a struggle to it. And I think what the world is asking us to do, and I think maybe this is the energy of 2022, is to... You know, part of living in Kronos time is to be struggle-filled, mm -hmm. right? It, it's to cram everything possible into the day, to not see you as a soul, but to, to see you as someone who's going to go pick up my kids so I don't have to, right? And so the idea of struggle is something that we want to release in 2022. And how do we do that? And, and you and I have been creating a practice together, but also separately, of breath. And the simple act of breath has brought both of us, I think, into less of the struggle and more of the present moment. And along those lines, whether it was my client that I was trying to help um, understand the frustrations he was experiencing on vacation was partially because he was bringing those old or those other rules with him on vacation, like you checking the phone on vacation, disrupted the vacation for you and for me because it's Kairos time. It's present time. It, there's no forward. There's no backward. That's the beauty of a vacation or supposed to be of you don't look backwards and you don't look forwards. You look here, right here. now. Um, my father, of blessed memory, could never take a vacation. He was like notorious for this because he just couldn't master Kairos time. And we need those. It could be a Sabbath for you. It could be a Saturday, Sunday. It could be a vacation. It could be RV, whatever it is, we need to create space or designate time to just be present. Right. And it's easier said than done. So it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. So there is struggle. And it's this kind of, um, okay, but it's not supposed to be about struggle. But it takes struggle to unlearn all these patterns, these routines, these ruts. 
They don't just disappear the moment you get there. You just said to me, um, I need 24 hours. I, Ariella, need 24 hours to get from Kronos, life in the suburbs, to Kairos, life in the RV. And that first, RV, that first 24 hours maybe is the buffer. And maybe it's just about being conscious next time and saying, oh, it's... You know, it's going to be 24 hours before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we shouldn't go on a three-day vacation if it takes 24 hours to get into it. Right. Because really, is, by the time we left, I was back in, you know, and, trying to get home. Right. So, so like, it's just been, it's about learning these things about yourself, what you need to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, again, it isn't one or the other is better. It's that we need both. And we need to be mindful of where we find these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in general, our our world right now, I, I never recognized that I needed that space and time to get into more of a Kairos living. I never understood that until the kind of the anxiety world that we are living in right now, where it took what, so this is kind of where I want to lead to, like it took me 24 hours and then it took me a little bit to get back into that life. Like I fight, I fight it as we go home. Every time we leave a vacation, I'm sad. I'm really sad. Um, but this idea of this fast-paced living, I think, is something that is really going to come up in 2022. I think that, you know, we were we were talking to our daughter, our 13-year-old daughter, and she said, I don't know what to do with myself because I'm always on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've struggled with, like, putting, you know, the time limit on the phone and doing all these things that we've struggled with with our older two and nothing works because we lose the battle because of life but it's hard but what we realized was that the the struggle-filled life is is partly because of our our social media and what i call inorganic or organic information right inorganic information is the stuff where we sit in front of the news or the social media feeds and we scroll and we just absorb all of this junk in our world and the idea of releasing this struggle filled life is is asking us like what what bubble do you want to live in i always talk about energy bubbles well if i'm on social media and i'm looking at all these posts about the crazy stuff in life First of all, where am I getting my information from? Does it feel right in my body? And third, maybe like our daughter realized, I need to pull way back from this fast pace. I mean, think about it. You can, 2 a.m., you can scroll. You can you can just get on. That's part of the, the lie that we have told ourselves that we have to be connected at all times. And it's an important point. Let's stay with this topic of time. That since I'm going to write a title that somehow incorporates time in it, um, because oftentimes we think of the problem with Facebook or what, pick your poison as, and then there's some there's some amazing things too about it to connect with people that you don't normally connect with, mm-hmm. but usually we talk about it as a content problem, right? That the content I'm reading is so disruptive to my soul but it maybe it's also a context or a time problem because it isn't that checking facebook is the problem it's that it disrupts time Mm. you know when it's 2 a.m well i just wrote i just did a blog um the defined spirit not blog a podcast and talked about when i was growing up we were growing up there was only one day you could watch cartoons remember 
Saturday morning. morning. <laughs> Saturday morning was the day of cartoons. You couldn't, like, there was no internet, obviously. Right. We had three TV um, networks before cable. You could only watch it Saturday morning. And if you got up too early, you had to watch the crappy cartoons. The prime time was like 8 or 9 a.m. I remember that. And it oriented me. That's cartoon time. Like, that was my Shabbos. That was my Sabbath. That was my Holy of Holies, to sit in front of the TV um, and watch cartoons, but there was designated time. Mm-hmm. And it felt totally, not only appropriate, but really holy. I mean, I look back on it as meaningful time. Now, it's 24-7. Right. Like, there is no holy cartoon time, because it's all cartoons all the time, if that's what a kid wants. Right. Or news, or you know, dating ourselves. But the TV would go to static at a certain time at night. You remember You're this. Old. I know, but you are too. <laughs> But you all who are listening to this remember, like it would, old too. <laughs> I remember it would go to the national anthem, and then it would go to static. Maybe it's Mid- like an Omaha Midwestern thing. Ooh, for all of you, you Midwesterners, you had to go outside and feed the cows. For all of you Midwesterners who are trying to decide, do I work with her or him? <laughs> I'm just saying, remember. This. Not in LA. We had TV all the time. <laughs> we didn't wear this in Nebraska. Stop. <laughs> um, but seriously, I think that that's part of the challenge. Is that. You know, if you can turn it, if there's too many channels and it's all the time and it's, um, it disrupts, it disrupts the flow of time. It does. And so if you can stop, if we can stop, like, I don't want to bash Facebook because many of you might have found this through Facebook. Right. It's more about, can we create time consciously? That's Kairos time. Right. Kronos just happens. It's 2 a.m. But Kairos time is saying it's 2 a.m. You know what? I can't sleep, but maybe there's a better alternative than Facebook. Now is not the time. Right. And that's the point. Well, it goes back to what you said in the beginning is for New Year's resolutions, sometimes we have to take things off the list versus adding, right? We have to discern. And, you know, eating sugar all day long is going to make you sick. That's the problem. That's your problem. <laughs> but eating a couple of cookies on the weekend or at night for designating dessert. Designating time. Designating time. So anything done in, in a large amount of time typically is not good for us, right? So we have to kind of like in the Torah it says, you know, you create a fence upon a fence. And we need to create more fences. Like I started to, 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 to really pull back from how many hours do I need to work? and still take care of the kids. And I went into my calendar and I I shut down certain days, certain times, because I trust, so here's Kairos living, I trust in the divine timing of things that I will still see clients, I will still be successful, but I'm gonna shut down on one day a week and I'm gonna say no. And that was awesome. a huge boundary, partly because you need to do that too, because we have to go on an RV. Do. RV. You know, I'm a workaholic. Yes, I'm an you are. Eight. That's part of my work. You need a fence. Listen to this great teaching. I just posted it um, today. It'll go out today on um, our social media platforms. And it's, I never, I, I knew this, but it never caught my eye. Um, Kabbalah teaches that in Hebrew, there are no names for the weekdays. It's like interesting, huh? We call it Yom Rishon which is Sunday, Yom Sheni, Yom Shishi. But Yom Rishon doesn't mean Sunday. It means Yom Day Rishon first. Yom Sheni is Monday. It's not Monday. It's second day, third day, fourth day, six days. There's only one day that's named, right. and that's Shabbat. That's the Sabbath in Israel. That's Or in Judaism, that's Saturday. Sunday in Israel is the work day. 
um, the work week. But what's interesting about it is it doesn't say either or. Either you choose to live according to one or the other. It's both. One is Kronos time. There's a time for doing. There's a time for linear. There's you got to march through your day. I don't want to just hang with the only people who are living Kairos because nothing gets done. And we're both Kronos people. And that's not living. Right. That's not enough, right? right? Wayne Dyer, human doings, human being. Right. You must do and you must be. And it's, it's not either or. It's both and. Well, it's, it's, that's exactly right. It's not about eating sugar all day long. But maybe for you, it's about eating sugar twice a week. What about you? I don't eat sugar. <laughs> oh. She's Kairos when it I'm comes Kairos to sugar. I'm Kairos of sugar. <laughs> Gluten sugar is not my thing. So if you like sugar and you like the Midwest, I'm your guy. <laughs> And cows. And cows? In your field in the Midwest. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do eat meat, if that's what you're getting at. Okay. okay. Where was I going? I don't know. Um, oh. Welcome to Kairos. Kairos. <laughs> so this is where we go. Although, you know what? I stand, I stand perfectly well in Kronos time, and I don't like it. So this is a conversation that could go deeper into divine masculine versus divine feminine. And it will next time. And we will next time. But right now, what I'd like to do is talk about kind of where we are going in our work at Soul Centered and where the time is going to lead us in 2022. So the, the most beautiful thing about Soul Centered, as maybe other spiritual centers, I don't know, is that um, if you've been on Facebook, if you're in our groups and our, um, if you're kind of up on what we've been doing, it's very different, right? Like, like, like Baruch, you basically said it, like, more divine masculine over here, more divine feminine over here. We're not the same. We have a really nice marriage with wonderful kids and a great business, but we're not the same. And so part of being a spiritual center is holding that space for all types of people. And that's why we love doing podcasts together, even though we haven't done it for a while, but we love doing podcasts together so you can see that you can live in all types of worlds, right? We, we dance, like I've always said, somewhere in the middle, which is the soul. That is where we have always joined is in the soul. And, um, and I'll, you know, obviously you can talk about your work and what you're doing in 2022, but it is, it is an acceptance that we see all types of people. That means what we are, you know, it's not boring. We do very different things and yet we meet together where, where the divine lives, I believe, which is our soul. And I would say there's, um, 25% of our clients are, go back and forth between us yeah and then the rest are yours and mine right. or, or sometimes they are simultaneously with us or they go you know chronologically from me to you or you to me right um but yeah it's maybe 25 to 50 percent are between us and then we each have our own side of the equation yeah so it's a really beautiful dance so if you are on facebook or you've read our website you see that there's there's two different things and yet the same thing going on Right? We all come together in the soul. That's where all of us meet. That's where all of us will meet when we pass away. Um, but the way to get there, the path to get there is very different. And so Baruch leads you on one path. I lead you on the other. And sometimes we do it together and we go back and forth. So something that I've, been, I've started recently, um, I think I started in November, and that's been going really well, is the Healing Circle. And the Healing Circle is a complimentary um, gathering that I offer Monday, the first Monday of every month at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on Zoom. And it is for everyone that wants to gather to receive divine guidance, to um, really um, 
connect in a way that is more kairos, right? It's, it's this beautiful divine awakening where we can feel and connect to spirit within us, within our bodies, within our souls. And I do the first half hour is about um, teaching and I, I, I kind of meditate and do, and I, I find a subject. And then um, once we do an energy healing and teaching, I open it up for intuitive guidance and you can ask your deepest questions. So I want to kind of go back and forth with it, but that's something that's come um, recently in my practice and that's going really well. So if you haven't tried that, you can jump on our website and um, sign up for it. It's complimentary. Well, I also see what you're doing with it is you're building community. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons we set out to create Soul Centered was because for 15, 20 years, we were in the community building business as a congregational rabbi and um, rabbi's wife, Rebetzin, and we missed that. We both really missed it. We moved to Israel and it was amazing. Moved to Denver and it, it also was amazing, but I think we've both been longing for community of like-minded seekers and soul seekers doesn't matter you know religion or lack of religion or background or whatever we just want right. people who are hungry for for soul right. um, and explore different ways to be in soul community and so Ariel has um, done a very good job of helping to build virtual community someday it won't be virtual it'll be in person we we imagine not the not so distant future having in person retreats. It's one of the benefits of living in Colorado, mm -hmm. is that we can have you to our backyard, so to speak, and be up in the Rockies, and that's what we're moving towards. Absolutely. Um, some of the things I'm working on, and, and Arielle is working on much more. She'll come back to that. I don't want to forget generational healing, all kinds of things. So um, I've really put my eggs in kind of two different baskets, but definitely related. One is what I call the defiance spirit. I finished my logotherapy training and studies. That's the work of, I'm sure you're sick of hearing it by now, but I'm not sick of saying it. Dr. Victor Frankel, um, Holocaust survivor, author of Man's Search for Meaning and 33 other books. Father of logotherapy. Logos means meaning and therapy is healing. So meaning-centered healing or therapy. Um, so I function as a logotherapist, and yet I also bring to it, you know, we all bring to what we do, who we are, and what we're passionate about. My other passion really is Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, as you hear in almost every podcast, making it accessible for anybody, for everybody. Um, Kabbalah, in a nutshell, I think it's important to not just assume everybody knows, because not everybody does or should. It's simple. Kabbalah is, it's not simple, it's simple to describe I see it as the blueprints of divinity. How do you understand the divine, whether it's God, whether it's soul, whether it's reality? And Kabbalah does an amazing job of showing us um, generations of attempted understanding of these blueprints and passing these blueprints down. And I help people look at the blueprints of their true self, their authentic self, their spirit, their soul, whatever you want to call it. How does that show up? How does it disappear? Where does it go? And really bringing those blueprints into your real life, whether it's your marriage or your parenting or your business or your whatever it is. So giving people those blueprints and then really utilizing the example and the tools of logotherapy of Viktor Frankl. And I call that the defiant spirit because um, Dr. Frankel talks a lot about the defiant power of the human spirit. 
and really a defining difference between um, those who not only survive but those who thrive like he did after the Holocaust because he turned to this invincible, this eternal place within him, the defiant power of the human spirit. So that's my program, the defiant power of the human spirit. I work with people formally or informally around that, counseling, guiding them. I now have a podcast around the defiant spirit. And so helping people find that spirit, awaken it, live it, navigate their lives consciously, proactively. Um, so that's one area. And the other area, and then Ariella will wrap up, is um, this new kind of effort that I have with a good friend of mine and financial guru for me um, for the past 15 years. It's hard to believe. Mike, Michael Feiner, um, who's our financial planner, advisor, good friend. He's a general in the um, National uh, Guard. Um, so many different wonderful things that he brings to this world. But one more thing he's brought is partnership with me around our new um, fledgling podcast called Money and Soul. Because I'm very interested in helping people find the intersection between spiritual and material. And so often we think of it as an either or. Either I'm going to deal in material things, material goods and possessions and money and image, and or I'm going to be spiritual. And this is something that always really bugged me about my dad is he presented it as either or. Mm -hmm. Either you're a business person or you're spiritual. And when I and I saw the consequences of, of that devastating choice, I want to help people integrate those two things. How do you live material abundance and spiritual abundance? And I have a partner in, in Michael to help me flesh that out, him bringing financial expertise, me bringing humbly spiritual expertise bringing those things together so that people don't have to live either or existences. And so I'm working with people as, as well in defiant spirit, but also in money and soul, spirituality and financial sustenance and abundance. And so that's a new podcast that I'm very excited about. So working on some different areas, but those are kind of my spaces. And obviously we don't overlap with the money and spirituality, but I love what you said about the blueprint. Um, because really that is also another intersection between the two of us is Kabbalah. And, the, you know, Baruch has his own way of teaching Kabbalah. It's really beautiful and deep. And then I also teach um, different Kabbalah classes based on this blueprint, but coming from a kind of a different angle. And so I have a program called Divine Origins. And basically what I'm going to start doing is offering workshops once a month, three-hour workshops, based on the premise that we, we do have a divine blueprint. And that blueprint is given to us at like before conception. In, in the beginning of time, we have a seedling. It's like a little seedling. And we are, it is planted within us. And so we go through these timelines and these lifetimes of remembering our soul. But the challenge is, is that I, I like to see it as, um, I see it as like a tree of life, right? That seed grows into a tree. And that is who we are. It's the, it's the essence of who you are is your tree of life, which is very Kabbalistic. But the, the challenge is that when you're growing a tree or you're growing a garden, there's weeds that come. And we have to tend to the weeds. We built a garden at the beginning of COVID. We went away for two weeks and we came back and like the weeds were overpowering the flowers. You can't see the beauty of your garden if you have weeds. And those weeds what I are what I consider ancestral wounds, um, generational wounds, trauma, um, inner child wounds, shamed out, fear, guilt, all. And you know what? And, and more and more what I'm seeing is, um, I would say prominently fear and anxiety. 
Um, and our inability to kind of, to face it and to look at it in its face and say, I'm scared, I'm terrified. And so when we look and we pull, when we look into those wounds and we dig into the dirt, that is going deep into your ancestral root, roots. I know in my family, you know, we've had this, this fear of, of death and fear of life. And, and we, I was taught to fear illness and to fear really living. Everything was like fears around the corner. And I've had to do some pretty deep, dark work to, to release those bonds and those vows and promises that I learned growing up. Not only, you know, you know, it's no, it's nobody's fault, right? We learn from our parents, they learn from their parents and so on and so forth. So I can intuitively <coughs> help people go back in time to connect to those old beliefs and to help our ancestors make a different choice and in the energy realm, but also help you make a choice in your present day life so that you can start remembering your blueprint right? That blueprint is God spirit in your body. The reason why we're here is because we are, we are, um, human, we have a body or else we wouldn't be here. And so my job is to help you remember that spirit is not some big daddy in the sky. Spirit is the, the air that you breathe and the, the life blood that flows through you. And so we work with body, spirit, and soul. Um, in Kabbalah, we, I, I like to equate it to like a braided challah. A challah bread has three different, um, in order to make a braid, you need three strands. And that is body, spirit, and soul all together. So looking, looking ahead, um, you can look for some of those workshops uh, coming in February and, and so forth. And that's what we're going to be doing. I'd say almost all, no, actually right now, all of our clients are by Zoom or phone. Either one is really great. So it's it's I really like it because um, geography is no longer a barrier. I get right. emails. We get emails all the time asking, you know, do we see people outside of Denver? In fact, we only Mostly. see people not outside Denver, but on in those mediums. So that is not a deterrent. I would just add one, one other thing that I work primarily in and, and related to what you're talking about, but you offer it to your clients is the Enneagram. Um, because people always say, well, what happened to the Enneagram with me? Nothing happened. It's not center for me, but I use it. The Enneagram is a psychological, spiritual assessment, um, kind of showing us more blueprints of who we are. It comes more out of the Catholic tradition. It's very deep and spiritual and proven. And so I utilize that. But I guess I've veered a little bit away from it as a primary because um, what I find is with it, people misuse it. And they say, I am, I am an Enneagram eight, I am a two. And they start justifying that that's who they are. I see it the opposite. We're supposed to defy our Enneagram type, right? It's, it's how we react, but we're not here to react. Dr. Frankel says we're here to respond, to be responsible, to be able to respond to our life. And so each of us has our own different, but very similar ways of helping people stop reacting, stop living in reaction and start responding to life. Enneagram is one more way I do it. But we do this, again, individually with clients or together with clients. There is no wrong or right way. We are just happy to talk to you about what's your way. And we'll, um, you know, we'll get on a call with you and, you know, discovery call, totally complimentary. And just kind of, we'd love to learn more about who you are, about 
your story, your journey, your hopes and dreams for 2022. And we'll do our best to steer you in the direction of those dreams, whatever is right for you. So that's who we are. That's where we are. That's what we're doing and where we're headed. Yeah. So we wish you a beautiful 2022 and join us for more programming and podcasts and all of the above. So we wish you again, a huge namaste and light and love. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Soul Center Podcast with your hosts, Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcenter. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you to connect with you. So please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you shalom, salam, namaste, and peace.